from 89.7 WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is the Chancellor's Report, featuring Mark Monet, Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. And here's your host, WUWM Content Manager, Ellie Ellis. Welcome to the UWM Chancellor's Report. I'm Ellie Ellis. I'm joined today by UW Chancellor Mark Boney. Hi, Mark. Hi, Ellie. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for joining us today. Our guest today is UWM System President Jay Rothman. Welcome, Jay. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Prior to taking the reins as UW System President nine months ago, you were the chairman and CEO of the law firm Foley & Lardner. How are things going now? What's your learning curve been like? It's really been a fascinating learning curve, a, a different uh, area, uh, but a lot of things are the same. It's 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 dealing with really highly talented people uh, and trying to set a strategic direction uh, moving forward. And as I thought about this opportunity, the UW system uh, has such an impact uh, on our state, and certainly UWM plays a really important role in that uh, as one of our key universities. Um, but one of the things that intrigued me to this job in the first instance was uh, was the impact that the system has and the schools have on changing the trajectory of people's lives, driving economic prosperity uh, in our state, uh, driving the creation of new knowledge through innovative research that's going on uh, across the entire system. Uh, this is a special institution and we have uh, 13 very special uh, universities. And so this has been a privilege for me to serve in this role. And so talking about the future, Mark, UWM-Milwaukee has had a 2030 strategic plan underway for the last four years. Jay, the UW system just completed its strategic plan. Tell us about the critical priorities of each plan and how they interlink. Well, I'll um, maybe lead off with that one. And I first want to welcome President Rothman. It's just a pleasure to have you not just here today, President, but uh, also just in your role as leader for our institutions. It's um, wonderful to have your experience and um, vision and, and really the organization and coordination. So it's really uh, wonderful for you to share some time and perspectives here today. And thank you for stepping up to this huge job. It is it is uh, very, very uh, important for the state, as you point out, in terms of uh, the transformation, uh, the talent pipeline, uh, the transformation of individuals, the talent pipeline, economic development, and all those areas. Um, Ellie, to your question, um, I'll mention four or five different areas, and I think that they correspond very closely with the UW System Strategic Plan, and um, Jay will certainly correct me <laughs> as, as we uh, go down this path if, if I get any of this wrong. But, you know, first and foremost, our 2030 Strategic Plan and much of the work that we're about is, is around student success, and, and I mean that in a couple of different ways. On the one hand, um, all employers in the state and, frankly, uh, you know, so many constituents want us to have more students that that fill that talent pipeline. We have at UWM over 202,000 alumni, majority of whom stay right here in Wisconsin, and they fill all those different roles. At the same time, um, we know that students don't uh, always continue their education when they start, uh, and that's true across the country. And we want more students to to complete their degrees. So this concept of student success means graduation being fully prepared with all the different um, experiences that we can provide both academically and, and um, you know, in terms of, of development, that 18 to 25-year-old for the undergraduate. So student success first and foremost. Uh, growing our enrollment, I'll talk more about that later, but that's, that's related to that. The second is 
when we think about the role of a university, uh, whether it's Milwaukee or frankly any of the other dozen campuses across the state in the UW system, the prosperity um, in, in terms of the partnerships and, and what we do within each region, whether it's in manufacturing, healthcare, social services, um, education, you name it, we're really critically important for those types of partnerships where we bring different organizations together. So that's a pillar that we think is important. President Rothman talked about the role of research. And I can tell you there's a lot of Fortune 500 companies as well as small and medium manufacturers who really value the types of things that we do around data analytics or entrepreneurship or advancing Internet of Things, connectivity, lots and lots of different partnerships, uh, as well as research that helps address social, societal issues, health, um, you know, the types of things we're doing with, with whether it's asthma or dementia on the health side or the types of things that, that we do in in uh, advancing manufacturing processes, smarter companies, um, environmental uh, issues that are so important, whether it's around water, uh, whether it's around the, the quality of, of um, you know, different, different um, uh, impacts that we have and ways for agriculture and, and everything else in terms of environmental issues. So research is a third piece. Embedded throughout all of this is our focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion, where we really want to have uh, more access more opportunities for all individuals. And we know there's incredible disparities across education. Wisconsin, as I've mentioned to you before, we're 50th out of 50 states in terms of black versus white high school graduation. We're uh, 43rd in terms of Hispanic versus white uh, gaps in the country. We can help in terms of college uh, in terms of addressing those, because those gaps continue to persist. So a lot of focus on that, as well as meeting the needs. We know the Milwaukee Metro Association of Commerce has established the region of choice where they really want to look at particularly these issues and provide more opportunities for all individuals. So that's that's the way that, that this helps tie things together. And then final component is around efficiencies. Um, and so that's a big part of our strategic plan where we continue to be lean and look at how we uh, reduce and, and combine college and other types of, I'm sorry, schools and colleges and other operations that we have on our campus to make sure we're as efficient as well as effective. Um, so that's something that we think is vitally important from a stewardship perspective. So those are my starting points on our STRAP plan and how I think it marries up pretty well with the system strategic plan. Jay, what about the system strategic plan? And it really does. It is a mirror image in a lot of respects, and and that was that was purposeful uh, when we decided to work on a strategic plan. When I started uh, on June first of last year, we really sat down with the chancellors and and really started working with them. And we weren't trying to create something new. We were trying to create a, an envelope under which and an umbrella under which uh, the other plans could fit. So as Chancellor Moni describes, you know what's going on at UWM. There's a lot of consistency. Uh, in in the system-wide plan because it was the 13 chancellors that really provided a lot of input to get us there. The the system plan has four strategic pillars to it. Um, First is to enhance the student experience and and social mobility. Uh, And there's a lot of factors on that where we look at whether it's a focus on EDI, whether it's a focus on mental health issues, but it's also its its real focus in, in large part is around affordability and accessibility. 
uh, making sure that students can have the opportunity uh, to attend school and 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 change and become more socially mobile because we know education can be one of the great equalizers um, and I think the system plan reflects that uh, we did uh, early in my tenure did an affordability study around uh, affordability and accessibility at our universities and, and what we found is we are a terrific value uh, in the Midwest um, uh, compared to basically anyone you want to look at we are a very very good value for people, but we also discovered that uh, the students or prospective students in the lower socioeconomic rungs uh, were less likely to go to, to college today than they were 10 years ago. Uh, and we thought we had to address that. And with the support of the chancellors, we have announced the, the Wisconsin tuition promise, uh, which is modeled after Bucky's promise at UW-Madison uh, that will take effect uh, this fall, uh, which would basically take tuition off the table for students coming from families with incomes of $62,000 or less. So after the Pell Grants and the Wisconsin Grants that may fit in, uh, we, we pick up the balance. The, the system is funding that. We, we were able to uh, identify funds that we could fund it for the first year, and we are asking the legislature uh, in the second year of the, the biennium, the budget that's currently uh, starting down the process in Madison, uh, to be discussed to fund uh, the second half of uh, or the the second year in the second year of the biennium of the tuition promise. We think that's important um, to, to Wisconsin in terms of enhancing social mobility and really also goes to workforce development. Uh, we know the demographics in the state are challenged, uh, that our population is aging, we have a lower birth rate, and if you look at some statistics, there's net migration out of the state. If we're going to be a vibrant economic force that Wisconsin can be, uh, we need to make sure that we are reaching students of, of lower socioeconomic means, and that is students across all 72 counties in the state. You know, the second portion of our, our strategic plan is really focused on advancing economic prosperity, and that really relates to the workforce development. Uh, we have set as a target on a system-wide basis to increase the number of graduates by 10% uh, by the end of 2028, which means that we'd go from about 37,000 a year in terms of graduates to 41,000. We know we have crucial needs in engineering and in nursing and in teaching uh, and data scientists, and that list goes on and on. Um, we believe the UW system is a key uh, to the state in terms of being a talent magnet, the developer of talent, but also an attractor of talent. Um, and that is, is one of our focuses, because if we're not successful in that, those jobs will move elsewhere. It's as simple as that. We know it can be very fluid in a, in a virtual uh, environment that you can hire from anywhere in the world. Uh, we have to be competitive here in the state. Uh, and if we're not, if we don't win that war for talent that is, is raging right now, uh, Wisconsin will be hurt by that. And we're hopeful that the legislature will support uh, that investment in, in developing human infrastructure in the same way that we develop physical infrastructure such as roads and bridges. The third component of our strategic plan is is focused on the creation and dissemination of new knowledge. And uh, Mark referred to uh, the great research that is done. Um, we have two R1s in the state, one in Milwaukee, one in Madison, um, that do enormous research and and add to the public good through through that research. Uh, and that is that is absolutely critical. But there's creative work going on at all 13 of our of our universities. Uh, that is one of the core functions uh, of, of, of a university is to be looking for new discoveries. And you can see the impact of that, those new discoveries across the state. Uh, the state has made significant investments for a long period of time, but you can see those investments pay off. 
in in the companies that we have here, the new knowledge that's created, and that's an exciting component uh, of, of our plan. And that's the third pillar. And then the fourth pillar is really focused on fostering civil engagement or civic engagement and serving the public good. And a lot of that focuses on, um, and one, one of the reasons that I was particularly interested in this, in this role is freedom of expression and then really followed that with the civil dialogue. And we just completed a, a freedom of expression and First Amendment survey. Um, and I was really pleased in that to see that uh, our faculty and instructional staff are doing a great job of uh, raising divergent viewpoints in class. Um, but we do know we have some challenges about people not willing to raise their hand to discuss controversial issues. Um, and that's a problem. And I think, you know, we are a microcosm of what society is. It's no question we're polarized right now. Uh, but this gives us the opportunity to really talk about those principles of civil dialogue. If we're going to solve the problems that we face as a state and as a nation and as a, as a world, they're nuanced and they're complicated. We're not gonna resolve them with sound bites or tweets. We really need to have passionate, vibrant debate, but we also need to do so in a civil fashion. So people can be open to raising their points of view uh, without uh, thinking that they're gonna be marginalized or labeled. If they're asking questions in good faith, that they can do so and they can learn. That's what universities are about. Universities are marketplaces of ideas where a wide variety of issues can be debated and discussed and the pros and cons. That's how people learn. What we want to do is prepare students to be able to think critically and creatively um, because that's what's critical for the future. At the end of the day, in my view, our universities are preparing students uh, for the jobs that do not yet exist. And in many cases, preparing those students to create those jobs that do not exist. So those are the exciting things that we're doing, but I think it's, it's, it's clear to me and uh, not only at UWM, but across the system that the, the system-wide strategic plan really dovetails well with a lot of things that are going on at the individual universities. What challenges and opportunities do you think you're facing now? I'm going to start with uh, Jay. I think I think there are a variety of, of different things. The, the first thing I start out with, though, is I want to start out with the positive. I mean, I think about, you know, what would the state of Wisconsin look like uh, without the UW system and those 13 universities that have added so much. So I think we have to always focus on that and the students and the impact that we're having on their lives um, and improving their lives, uh, improving their social mobility, improving their ability to think. That's the core mission of the university. And I, you know, I don't ever want to forget that. But in that element, you know, we do face some challenges. Um, we face the challenge about um, the view of higher education being less valued in society. Uh, and I think that is a real challenge because it is, I think, absolutely critical in a knowledge economy that we continue to, to build out and uh, have people um, uh, have that opportunity to have higher, higher education because they are going to do the jobs that don't yet exist. And I think we need to, we need to be, be looking at that as a society and really talking about uh, education, my hope is, as a bipartisan issue. Certainly a second challenge that, that we face um, it, within the UW system is just one of, of some of the financial um, uh, pieces that we have to deal with. Um, we know we uh, are, are not paying uh, market compensation uh, for a number of our faculty members and staff. Uh, we know we, we have aging infrastructure. So we had a lot of buildings built in the 60s and 70s with 50 year lives. Um, and uh, they're, they're at the end or beyond uh, their, their useful life. 
And we also know that we have to, um, we have, you know, the, the, the high demand, high need jobs are, are often requiring laboratories that are expensive or teaching environments that are very expensive, you know, as we have, have shifted um, uh, in, increasingly toward uh, adding more STEM uh, areas and not, not, not uh, to, to undermine the humanities, but really trying to deal with it uh, on a consumer, consumerism basis. Where's the demand coming from? You know, it's engineers, it's nurses. Those are high cost programs to be able to provide education. Um, and uh, so, the, so that the financial piece uh, continues to be one that we need to worry about and we need to focus on. And, you know, as a result, um, you know, particularly in the context of an inflationary environment that we've experienced over the last couple of years, we have uh, requested additional money from the state uh, to help us uh, to ensure that we are providing the type of the quality of education and the excellence in education that our students deserve. And quite frankly, our parents expect and the rest of our society expects. Mark? Well, I think that Jay really spoke eloquently and effectively to the key issues. Um, and, and just circling back to, Jay, your comments on the strategic plan, um, you're absolutely right about the participation of campuses, chancellors, and, and other key stakeholders. And, and we really appreciate that as we've forged our, our future together. Um, on the challenges and opportunities, I, I tend to try to try to see challenges in, in, in that way as opportunities. Um, and I'll, I'll echo a little bit of what Jay spoke about, but, but also, you know, I'll talk first and foremost. We, we have a goal of increasing enrollment, and, and that's a challenge because of the demography, what we're facing with, with fewer teenagers. And then also what we've seen in Wisconsin is where fewer of those teenagers that graduate from high school attend uh, college. And so trying to turn that around and, and working uh, collaboratively, and I think that's really the power of system working together, I think that's one one opportunity, and not just looking at the 18 to 25-year-old population, but really looking at, at alternative populations, individuals at work who need to be upskilled, uh, individuals who, who um, want online education that are at any number of ages or increasing dual enrollment, lots of opportunities there to expand what we think of beyond the traditional student. So that's one. A second is um, we happen to have two two-year campuses and meeting the regional needs. Um, Waukesha is very different than Washington County and how we're embracing, how we're engaging. Those are opportunities that we see in different ways, uh, but they, they have with them some enrollment challenges that are quite acute. Uh, on the third uh, front, I think Jay spoke adequately and effectively to the state budget issues, both on the operating side and, and the capital budget, whether it's around compensation or funding the Promise program. These are real needs, and we have not received a lot of uh, in, in additional investment over the years in the operating side and the capital budget. We're very, very fortunate. Our state has been quite generous, uh, but we do have a lot of buildings that need significant improvement. The final area that I see as both a challenge and an opportunity is higher ed isn't known for its speed of change and, and agility. And and I think uh, we really do need to to be much more proactive, much more, not just responsive, but identifying new opportunities. I'm really excited about Jay's leadership uh, with regard to the online uh, work that we're doing as a system and how we expand and, and really, frankly, exploit opportunities there because that is so much of the future. And um, so those are some of the thoughts that I have around challenges and opportunities. 
You're listening to the UWM Chancellor's Report here on 89.7 WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR. I'm Ellie Ellis. I'm here today with UWM Chancellor Mark Money, And our guest today is UW System President Jay Rothman. Uh, to give our listeners some context, the University of Wisconsin system is one of the largest public higher education systems in the country, educating more than 161,000 students each year and employing 40,000 faculty and staff statewide. How does UWM fit into this, Mark? What are your views on the value and importance of UW-Milwaukee? Well, you know, come on. Seriously? Asking me that question? That's that's the best softball I've ever heard. Of course, we're highly important. But let me let me uh, tell you some of the things that do make us unique and, and, and I think uh, op- occupy uh, what is, is a unique position. I oftentimes describe us as a unicorn in the sense that we're the only campus that's located in the largest metro area. It's both a research and an access university. We're highly engaged in a lot of different ways in our community, and most of our campuses across the system are. We share that, but we also have the Carnegie designation as an engaged community, engaged university. There's only 350 of those in the country. We're also one of 146 Research One universities, and if you put the Venn diagram together that, that has both of those, there's about 86 campuses across the country that have both those. So we're unique in that way. Uh, we also um, are, are located in that metro hub where you've got um, that, that unique challenge in terms of all the different pieces that a unique community like this brings together. We serve the arts with over 300 different performances. Some of my arts colleagues would say actually it's closer to 400, uh, you know, pre-pandemic and now that we're roaring back, theater, music, design, um, different different types of programs just from our great tech school of the arts. Um, and, and so we we also have opportunities for internships and co-ops and things that you you can access. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways to to uh, enjoy um, professional sports and the beach and all of those types of things that Milwaukee uh, means. Third component is um, in terms of of uh, really as we look at at, um, you know, the the diversity that's that's evident in all of our campuses. We've got a large population of individuals, uh, whether it's on the military veteran front or students of color, non-traditional students. You know, our average undergraduate, UW-Milwaukee, is 25 and a half years old when they graduate. That tells you a lot about the off-ramps and the on-ramps that non-traditional students have. It's not the traditional uh, type of student. So that's that's um, you know something that I think is is important. Um, and then as we we look ahead, I think that that in this region, as we think about the importance of UW Milwaukee, I think about some of the activities that are um, happening um, where we have major organizations that need talent, particularly diverse talent, because we've left a lot of individuals behind. And that's something that as an access university, that's unique in terms of how the mission statements work across the different campuses. We embrace that and we own it. And so that's an opportunity, but also from a resource perspective, a challenge because, you know, it does, it does take additional resources. So um, that's, that's what we continue to work on, particularly as Jay spoke about in terms of student success, the retention, graduation rates, and those factors are all very important. So that's why we've embraced a lot of the partnerships. MCUBE, for example, working with both Milwaukee Public Schools and MATC to strengthen the pipeline of students coming our way. 
but also being the largest authorizer of charter schools in the state of Wisconsin to really provide alternatives and to provide great opportunities for K-12 education to continue to not only help the workforce, but to provide better opportunities to get uh, into successful higher ed types of of, um, situations. So that's my thoughts on the importance of UWM. Jay, anything to add to that? Um, Ellie, all I would suggest is that it's it's like asking a parent which of their 13 children they love most. But Right, but um, you're looking at this one right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ellie, I won't get into your own family dynamic. uh, Let me me leave it at at, at this. No, I mean, it it is clearly, as as, as Chancellor Mone has described, um, you know, it is the university that is in the largest metropolitan area uh, in the state. It's the area that I spent 35 years uh, practicing law in, and I know how important it is to the state. So a lot of how Wisconsin will go will be dictated by how well Milwaukee does. And I think uh, the interesting and the unicorn nature of being an access university plus an R1 uh, creates really an attractive place, though, for, for people to go. And I think when we look at talking about social mobility and providing affordability and accessibility for students, uh, particularly those first-generation students, uh, UWM is really important for us to, uh, and, and UWM functioning well and as strong as it has for years is really important to the system as a whole. I'd also note that you know the UWM plays some important roles in, for example, the Freshwater Collaborative, which really grew out of, of, of efforts at UWM and is now really impacting all 13 of the universities across the state. It's those kind of collaborations. So um, I, I look at it as, as both uh, as, a, as a standalone great university providing great support uh, for students in an area that we, we need to do better. Um, and I think that's something that uh, Mark is really committed to, to achieving. Uh, but at the same time, being a collaborative partner with other universities in the system across the state uh, to live that concept of the Wisconsin idea that the university touches everyone uh, and, and and touches everyone in the state uh, far beyond the boundaries of the university itself. And UWM plays an important uh, role in that that we should recognize. Gotcha. So we have just a couple minutes left, Mark. I'm going to start with you, but I'm wondering if you'll talk quickly about what the two of you are working on together. Well, simple answer. The fast one is everything. Uh, <laughs> With a little more elaboration, I'll just tick off some things. Obviously, the strategic plan, uh, really working on how we have overlaps and how our plans reinforce each other. So that's that's uh, where we spend a lot of time. Um, I've been asked to, to help with some of the online work. We're one of the stronger campuses in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, in fact, we've typically been in the lead or poll lead, lead position uh, in terms of number of online programs, as well as the quality of many of those programs prior to the pandemic, had over 10,000 students enrolled in some form of online types of programs. So we want to continue to be strong and really help the entire UW system uh, benefit and and ourselves to grow in in those areas. So that's a second component. Uh, Jay mentioned the Freshwater Collaborative. That's certainly something that requires a lot of partnership. Budget activities is another component. We have to work very, very closely on um, both the operating and the state uh, budget side. We're very fortunate to have Jay's passion and support for the Promise program. That's really, really important. So um, uh, the final comment is the marketing. Uh, and when we talk about getting more students enrolled, I think that's where there's a lot of strengths that we can work on together. So those are some quick thoughts. Jay, super quickly, do you have anything to add? 
Yeah, the only thing I would the thing I would add in addition, Ellie, is that continuing to focus on building our relationships with the business community. Uh, Mark has done a great job in the Milwaukee area, but I think the, the the businesses understand the importance. I haven't come out of the private sector myself. I understand the importance of having strong educational institutions in your backyard and and the need to continue to advocate for them to be funded well so that they can be sustainable and, and fulfill their mission. Great. Well, UW System President Jay Rothman, thank you so much for joining us today on the UWM Chancellor's Report. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks. And Mark, thank you as always. Well, thank you, Ellie. And I add my thanks to Jay as well. You've been listening to The Chancellor's Report, featuring Mark Monet, Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. If you'd like more information, go to uwm.edu slash chancellor.